What's up, everybody? My name is Carly. And my name is Ray. And you're listening to Coffee, Coffee and, and Cream. Cream. Hello, friends, and welcome to the 10th episode of Coffee and Cream, a podcast about the college and young adult experience through the lenses of two people, well, you know, living it. I wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to listen to the podcast since episode one. And even if you join Coffee and Cream later on, thank you for, you know, taking the time out of your week every week to listen to me and Carly talk, because you know we like to talk. Anyways, just like last episode, we have invited one of our good friends and coworkers to speak. Taryn, welcome to Coffee and Cream. Tell the people about yourself. Hello, my name is Taryn. I'm a senior in college and I'm studying Spanish with a minor in business law. And I'm happy to be here today. Yay, Taryn's here. here. We love Hello, Taryn. friends. Um, my name is Carly, also known as Coffee. Welcome back to Coffee and Cream. I have missed you all dearly. Uh, thank you, Taryn, for joining us today. We greatly appreciate it. Obviously, we're going to start with some brews. You guys know how it goes. Ray, please start us off. Oh, my goodness. I forgot to say. You said, I'm Ray, also known as Cream. I forgot to say that. I'm I Ray. think they knew who you were. <laughs> it's been 10 episodes. Anyways, for my brew, uh, I have an update about the internship that I mentioned last week, so I got it. Heck so yeah. if you said good vibes, if you prayed or whatever, I appreciate I it gratefully. Taryn prayed for me, and I appreciate that. I sent you mad good vibes. Mad good vibes. But yeah, I'm really excited about that, and a little stressed, but you know, mostly excitement. Um, wow. I don't have much, not much happened. I started looking for, like, apartments to use for my internship. And, like, setting other things in motion. But otherwise, I haven't been doing much. But my Starbucks drink suggestion of the week is a grande iced matcha with white mocha and brown sugar syrup. Carly. Perfect. So, I was in the pond again. I don't know if you guys remember, but I talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was in the same pond yet again. That was very fun. I was very muddy this time. It was not cute. She I don't know if I sent you the picture. I was so dirty. It was. Uh, I also got sunburnt on my left arm, and not my right. But that's between me and God, not Wait, me in this podcast. I, I don't know if you can really. Okay, do you see the like white spots? Yeah. And then do you see how it, like it's not burnt? Anyways, it's just really <laughs> embarrassing. Also, Ray and I have a vacation this weekend, so that's fun. Also, stay tuned for a very special episode. Next week, with very special guests. Very. Taryn, would you like to give us a brew? Yes, my brew for this week is, I'm going insane. Um, it's the part of the semester where, like, all of my projects and schoolwork is just due. So I'm working on, like, two honors contracts. I'm working on, like, three or four papers coming up in the next two weeks. And I also just have a ton of stuff to just get ready for the end of the semester because I'm about to graduate. So it's just all coming to... A pinnacle, whatever you call it. Like, a we're about point. to conclude. We're about to conclude my time at college, and um, it's just insane right now. But to take care of myself, I frolicked on the lawn today. Period. It's been really nice weather recently. <laughs> yes. I was, we were just sitting out there, me and my friend, but I ended up playing um, frisbee with some people that I know. So that was cool. She knows people. That's, <gasps> That's so good. good. Insane. You're better than all of us <laughs> for doing the projects and such. I don't have much in terms of schoolwork, I don't think, in the coming weeks. 
Yeah, so. I don't do it anyway. <laughs> I have a lot of time in my schedule for this week to just cry about it, so oh, that'll perfect. be good. <laughs> I'm glad you're blocking it out. And it's important to make time to cry. Okay, so for our 10th episode of Coffee and Cream, I thought that it would be fun and beneficial to talk about something that nobody really prepares you for when you're entering the world as a young adult or coming to college for the first time. Today, we are talking about burnout, something that I have experienced personally and I've seen many, many of my friends go through as well. While some think that burnout is just something that happens randomly, that's something that just comes up, I believe that there is a buildup that leads to burnout, and sometimes that buildup can begin in one's childhood. So let's start there. Carly, tell us if anything in your childhood maybe contributed to your burnout later in life. Okay, so I had like the stupid luck thing growing up, and I mean like all through high school and freshman year of college, and I've had it my entire life. I just do well on all the tests, every single one of them, except calculus, that does not count. Like, I don't study. You're just better. I mean, yeah, I just don't study. (laughs) Even now, like, should I be studying? Yeah. Am I going to? No, because I'm passing. Maybe barely, but I'm passing. Um, In high school, I, like, had to be the best. Failure was not an option that my instructors or, like, teachers allowed for. Those of you that don't know, I was in ROTC in high school, violently embarrassing. I'm not proud of it, but I was not allowed to fail. I was on every team that I could have been on, and there was just always, like, intense pressure on me to be a leader and to be superior, and I, I hated it. I think it's useless, and it didn't make me a better person. It made me a bad person, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. From that, I was, like, always working for the unit, and now I'm just, like, a workaholic. Here, I want to work all the time. I do not care. I can do the same job. I could do the bare minimum, or I could do the absolute most. I'm still going to get the the same pay as everybody else. It's, Mm -hmm. I don't know why I do it. Or, like, at Publix, I'm going to work the hardest. Am I getting paid the same as everyone else? Yeah, probably. I don't care. I just like to work, so that always results in some form of burnout. Yeah. Not a good look for me. Taryn, how about you? So, mine is, my, like, story, my academic experience is kind of, is kind of similar. But, um, so when I was in kindergarten, the earliest age that you can be identified for, like, AIG, which is, like, academically and intellectually gifted, I was identified at the earliest time possible, um, which is in kindergarten. And, like, I was pulled out, um, and I just did, like, work extra work on things just so they could, like, measure, like, my progress, make sure that I'm, like, my academic needs are being met, I guess. Mm -hmm. And because of this, I was constantly praised by teachers and family and friends that I was so incredibly smart. And, um, you know, you kind of learn later on that, you know, when when you praise that you're so smart in in elementary, middle, and high school, you you come to college and it's just not that way anymore. Yeah. but I'm I'm similar as Carly. Like, I never needed to study for tests and quizzes up until late, late in high school. And I was always pushed to take um, honors classes in middle and high school, um, AP courses in high school, and then I also took CCP classes, which were college classes in high school, which led me to bring 41 hours in a, into college. So I only have to spend two years here. And, you know, just since I went into school and when school actually mattered, like I've just been working my butt off to make good grades. And that has just made me exhausted. Like I remember my junior year of high school, I ended up not turning in a couple of Spanish assignments and my mom got so mad at me and cause I had never done that before. And it was just so crazy for me to just not do an assignment. And that was like when burnout started and it's just kind of been downhill from there. Heavy. Also AIG, we called it challenge. 
And you couldn't be in challenge until, like, second grade. And they gave... You know how you get in challenge? A math test. And you know what my, my little kid booty did? Passed the math test <laughs> with, like, a hundred. Slay. <laughs> like, what the heck? But I, AIG sounds smarter than challenge. Well, they just didn't put a nice name on it. They just told us what it is. AIG. And so we said Wait, AIG. what does it stand for again? Academically and intellectually gifted. Period. It's like the ant program from that one show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't, I was never actually in any of those things. And I'm actually kind of jealous. Were, wait, Carly, were you in there? In challenge? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm jealous of both of you. Like you were mentioning at the end of your whole spiel, I think that your parents can be like the biggest influences into like how you perceive this, the work you need to do to do well in school, but also like they set the bar for what doing well means. Uh, for me personally, I had always been hyped up by my parents, but it wasn't specifically for school. Like, I wasn't in any, like, gifted programs or challenge programs, because I wasn't exceptional at school. I was pretty good at school, and that was it. But, like, at a point in life, my parents had, like, set this standard that I tried to live up to in everything, and I think it went outside of school into, like, the way I live my life. You were mentioning something about being a workaholic, Carly, and I feel like that is how it, like, manifested itself in me. But I wasn't a gifted kid. I worked harder than a lot of other kids just because that was expected of me. And, like, I was like, if I don't do this or if I am not a certain way, then my parents will be so disappointed. I'm going to be a disappointment to my family. It was, I don't, I wouldn't say it was stressful for me, but it was like, I'm going to do this because this is what's expected of me. Anyways. And those feelings sort of followed me through the years, and it's still kind of how I feel. I think I've gotten over it a lot. Um, but, you know, that's how I was growing up. Period. So we've all, like, felt some form of burnout. But we all kind of experienced it in different ways, I would say. Uh, everybody has their own, like, little symptoms, like, whatever they do when they're burnt out. And they're pretty much unique to the individual. Obviously, there's, like, some things that we share. But, Ray, what does burnout look like for you? And are there any specific, like, symptoms that you think are universal? Okay, so the way I was raised, anything that you were experienced, experiencing internally was, like, a private matter. I don't think... Okay, we didn't talk about much of our feelings in our house. This is going to make me sound like I was raised by psychopaths. <laughs> I was not. But we didn't talk about most of our feelings in the house. So, like, me experiencing any burnout, any stress, any anxiety, I didn't mention. So, for me, burnout is a very personal thing. It's something that I deal with by myself and, like, get out of by myself. But it, it shouldn't be that way. But... When I'm burnt out, I'm just, like, constantly tired, unmotivated, and, like, generally in a bad mood. I remember at one point during sophomore year, I, there was, like, this span of week where I was just, I didn't even, I don't even think I knew it was burnout. I was just, like, I stopped going to classes. I just sat in my room all day. It was really interesting. I think I was burnt out or just, like, tired for some reason. <laughs> it was burnout. It yeah, was you burnt. were burnt out. Okay, right? it was burnout. But, um, for others, I think that, like... A marker of being able to tell if someone's burnout is if they just, like, suddenly withdraw, especially if they're, like, a very outgoing person, usually. I think if my friends were paying close enough attention to me back then, they probably would have noticed me suddenly withdrawing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the best way you can tell if someone's experiencing burnout. For me, I think burnout looks like a dislike or cert of a certain subject or activity, like... Right now, I'm taking a class, and it's a 200-level class. Like, as a senior, I'm taking a 200-level class. Like, 
what the heck is going on? But I'm taking it, and it is just so hard. It's like a business organization class where you have to learn about corporations, partnerships, and, like, all the law behind that, and it is so tedious. And I just don't get it because I took all of my higher-level law classes before this one, and so now, like, the order just doesn't make sense, and I'm not really understanding the principles that guide everything else I've learned. And so instead of studying, which I know I need to do, and instead of working hard and, like, seeking out help, I'm not doing any of that. Instead, I just don't go to class. Um, when I do have to meet deadlines or anything, I just barely read, I skim, and then Quizlet helps me out a little bit, and then I take the quiz and just hope for the best, you know? So, um, there's definitely... Are you passing? I am passing. I'm, I'm at an 89.8, and it's killing me. Girl, you'll be alright. I want to be. I want to make an A. Wait, is it like a contract law class? No, contract law was so easy for me. I loved it, but this is like beginning of beginning, like business organization. (laughs) Just tells you how everything works. So why are you taking that? Because it's it's one of the classes for my minor, but I didn't take that near the beginning because it wasn't available near the beginning and so when I had to like sign up for classes it was like okay this one's the only one left that fits let me just add it but yeah so there's definitely a lack of motivation to work hard in that class and I definitely lack the motivation to study but burnout for me and I know it looks like this for others is like a bad attitude lots of sleeping sometimes even depression if it goes on for long enough and just feeling like I have no purpose and I think this is a theme that's very universal because kids who were worked very hard or were um, deemed like intellectually gifted as young as young children it just makes us feel like we are pointless when we do something that's not as good as we normally do. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I was gifted as a child. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to middle school. I took an honors class. And they were like, why is this one here? <laughs> okay, and they put me in AP. Uh, God, what is the first AP history you take? I think it's like AP Gov. Mm-mm. or No, AP US. U.S. I definitely didn't take a push. It was like it was a it was a geography something. Okay, I took like an AP geography whatever. Mm-hmm. Barely passed the class. Barely passed the or no didn't pass the like, you know the AP thing. Test. Yeah, yeah. The exam. And then they put me. I failed the AP class. Like the class <laughs> in and of itself. <laughs> They put me in the next AP history. And Sorry. I was like, don't do that. They said this one right here. <laughs> yeah, and like, I know I'm not smart. I don't study. I'm just lucky. Um. Somehow I pass AP Euro. Not the not the exam, but like the class. I had like an A in the class. But we got to the exam and I was like, I'm not going to college. I hate school. This is stupid. And I just like circled. I was like, ABC, ABC. I made a Christmas tree. I didn't care. Oh, no, you didn't. Yes, I did, bro. I don't care. I did oh, the, my God. Dude, I did the same thing. I am, Mom, I am so sorry. I did the same thing for the SAT or the ACT or whatever I took. I didn't care. The SAT and the ACT, I don't like standardized testing at all. No. <laughs> you know, my burnout got so bad that I just skipped the pre-ACT to go, like, do some kind of work thing where I was going to get paid. Here. And then for the SAT, like, my mom made me do that. I didn't even want to take the SAT. I was like, yeah. I don't even care what happens anymore. I've, I've gotten accepted to the colleges I want to. Nothing really matters anymore. Like, exactly. I do not care. ACT Literally. and SAT, forget about those. I skipped the... I skipped one of them. I think I skipped the ACT. And my assistant principal was like, that's a write-up. And I was like, I don't care. I don't 
care at all. You said okay. Yeah. And? and then my mom was like, Corley, you have to take one. And I was like, mm, wrong. Okay, so I took the SAT. I, I'm pretty sure. Because I have like a, the score is like thousands, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I took the SAT. <laughs> no, because I didn't care. Wait. I went in there and I was like, A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. And mom, I'm so sorry. That That's on me. But like, I don't care. It It didn't benefit me at all. Anyways, um, okay, my burnout. I tend to just care a lot less. Like, I'm going to put in the same effort, or just about the same effort. I just promise you I don't care. Um, I'm also less likely to put up with other people, and they're like BS, if you know what I'm saying. Like, Mm -hmm. I, I don't have time for that. I'm not in the mood. And then, I withdraw, but I feel like I don't, like, I don't just stop showing up to things. I just withdraw from the people, not the thing itself. So, like, this job... I will still be sitting in the same room. I just won't be speaking to you. Mm. Like, that's me withdrawing. Anyways, and then to, like, outside people. So not my coworkers, like my little friends right here. But, because they know I'm going through it. Like, they get it. I'll see it firsthand. (laughs) (laughs) But the outside people, I just try to come off so much happier to compensate for the fact that I am miserable. Like, if I look you dead in your face and I say, I couldn't be happier, I am lying. I am lying. I'm crying on the inside. I'm screaming. I'm screaming, throwing up. Wailing. Yes, I'm sliding down balls, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm lying to your face. And, you know, some people pick that up, and some people don't. And when they don't pick it up, I'm like, <laughs> I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> they never listen. No, they don't. That's funny. Yeah, that's all I have to say, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay, so after hearing all that, you are probably wondering if there is any way that you can, you know, help your friends or other people you care about who are experiencing burnout. Before we get into some of those tips, I think that it is so, so important to understand that for some people, they have to get through this period of this time, this burnout by themselves, and that's valid. Um, but for others, having a strong support system that can rally behind them is essential in overcoming burnout. Carly, do you have any tips for our listeners when it comes to being there for their friends? Yes, of course I do. Letting your people know, whoever they may be, if they're coworkers, friends, whatever, letting them know that you are there if they need you. And especially if you're coworkers, this is huge for me. If you notice that someone that you work with is struggling to, like, maintain the job responsibilities, take on some of their responsibilities. Like, in our job, like, it is so easy for me to be like, Taryn, let me do that for you. Go take a nap, girl. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like any job, that's kind of easy. Like, let me take that shift for you. Because if you can handle it and they can't, take care of them. It's not yeah. that hard. Also, knowing your people so you know what to look for, vital. If you don't know your people, they're not your people. Period. Taryn. Um, so, this is a difficult question because if I were my friend, I would have no idea how to help me because I just don't accept help. I am one of the most independent and headstrong people that you will ever meet. Mix in a little bit of pride in there, and I'm absolutely uncontactable. Like, you will just not be able to reach me because I'm just too burnt out, too upset, too busy, and I just won't text you back or anything. But if you have a friend like me, I would definitely offer support, but in a very distant way. One thing I hate is, like, when I'm going through something and my friends know it, and they say, what can I do for you? (laughs) If I knew, I'd do it for myself. So don't ask me that question. That's the worst question you can ask me. But, you know, if your friend is not like me, please ask them that question. They probably have an answer. They probably will accept that help. Um, By the way, Taryn bites just like that in real life. I can be like, I'm like, Taryn, how can I help? And she jumps me, bro. Like, put, puts hands on me, pushes me down steps. We've had to call the cops once. Once or twice. 
Mugs. She went to jail the other week, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, wow. I have mugshots to prove it. <laughs> oh, my. Um, but, yeah, if you have a friend like me, offer support in a different way that you would offer some of your other friends support. Like, send a text and just say, how are you? Maybe give them space to rant. Ask if they're taking care of themselves. Like, Go if somebody... <laughs> rent? You mean fit? Did I say rent? (laughs) (laughs) You got caught between rant and vent, girl. I thought I said rant. Okay, anyway. Sounded like rant in here. Send your friend a text. Ask them how they are. Give them space to rant or vent. Ask if they're taking care of themselves. Ask super specific questions to figure out if they're doing okay. Don't just ask this broad question where they actually have to formulate an answer because that 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 puts a lot of stress and pressure on them and it doesn't seem like that but I'm just I just overthink things as a perfectionist um and also like little just messages of support like tell them you believe in them tell them that they're strong tell them that you love them just so that they feel supported but not like you're grabbing them there on their shoulders and shaking them saying you're good at this you can do it it's gonna pass because that does not help me at all okay Taryn I want you to look (laughs) me dead in my face and tell me that if I texted you and said I love you you wouldn't think that I was gaining roof access and jumping off this building. Okay, but see, like, if Ray sent me a text and was like, love you, friend, thinking of you, I'd be okay with that. If you did that, no, I'm running up the stairs to make sure you're not jumping off the building. Stairs coming from the don't, first don't floor. Don't do something, don't go out of your way and, like, forsake your personality to offer support. Yeah. Just like, you know what I'm saying? If you really care about someone, you shouldn't have to do that anyways. Like you said, jump me, off a building or no, no, no. tell them you love them, or like try to <laughs> shift your personality in any way to like be like, I'm thinking of you or I care about you or if you need me, please reach out. If that does that make sense? No. One thing that you do, Carly, is like you know that recently I've been going through a hard time. So what do you do? You send me these cheesy little Instagram things <laughs> that say, "Look, you dropped this," and it's a picture of a crown with like a frog wearing it or something. You know, like that's you helping me. Oh, yeah, I do that. That's sweet, and that's what, that's like a really good yeah. way to support your friends. Oh, good, yeah. I'm glad I can do that. I didn't, know, <laughs> I didn't know that was having any form of an impact, actually. Everyone needs a friend like Taryn and Carly. Carly just sends me weird things on Instagram. Dude, the did you get the Teletubby did? thing? <laughs> that was I want to see the Teletubby thing. Dude, you can see it after. It's so weird. It's, oh, my gosh. I don't even know how to explain it. It's so creepy. I kind of went down a Teletubby rabbit hole recently. How did you go down and tell all these memes and, like, people talking about, like, Tinky Winky and, like, conspiracy theories behind that? Like, you know, when I'm procrastinating my business organizations class, this is what I'm doing. Thinking about Tinky Winky. We'll we'll mention that conspiracy your next season. Tinky Winky (laughs) and his Hermes bag. Okay, so, for me, being there for your friend means just really being there for them. And I need to be specific when I say this. Do not smother your friends, because if there's nothing that is more annoying than someone who's bothering me when I'm upset about something. I'm like, leave me alone. Go find something to do. Anything to do. But try to be there for your friends and like if I feel like if you know a person well enough, you will know the best way they need you to be there or to like show up for them. So that's number one. Also I think like self care things. Bring your friend out of their little hole and be like, let's go watch a movie. Let's go do a face mask. Let's go paint something. This one time, this is such a funny story to me, and I, I don't actually know why. So I was down bad. It was really <laughs> embarrassing for me. I was in class. Rachel and Ray knew that I was in class, and 
I know they knew, because I would not have answered the phone if I was in my room alone. And they were like, what are you doing and where have you been? And I was like, class, my room. They were like, they met me at one of the buildings on campus close to where my car was parked. Dragged me to Zaxby's. <laughs> and that was like all I actually needed in the moment. And it was so great. It was so fun. That's sweet. See, it was really cute. I think it's really just as simple as like showing up. You don't have to be this like person. Mm, you don't have to like yeah. solve other problems. You don't have to be like, let me fix you. But just being there for a person can really make the difference. Being present is the easiest and most important part of life. And I will die on that hill. And finally, I think that it's important, because as Taryn mentioned earlier, burnout can easily turn into something more serious like depression, and that causes, well, someone to withdraw, like, even more, and, like, other things. And I'm not saying to, like, diagnose your friends, but, like, be sure to look out for those warning signs, because you don't want something that's, like, bad to turn into something worse. Heavy. Definitely. Heavy. Obviously, as we do on this podcast, we are here to offer some words of advice so, how can you set yourself up for success, meaning, how can you actively avoid burnout? I think we have tips. I think Ray has got the first one. Yeah, so, my first tip is, like, working hard is fine. Like, Carly works hard, Taryn works hard, I work hard. But, like, working yourself to death or overworking is not cute. I mean, like, you probably think that you're, like... You just like, told me I'm not cute. <laughs> okay, no, no, I'm... Sometimes you gotta be real. Sometimes, and I'm being real. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> but sometimes, I mean, I know we all think or have this idea that, like, if we work the hardest ever, we can be better than, like, everyone else, that we can, like, excel in life. And sometimes that's the case. But if you work yourself into the ground, whatever you do after won't matter because, you know, you're going to be tired and your body's going to be rough and tired and you're just going to be, ugh, down in the dumps. So just don't overwork. <laughs> Um, don't focus on constantly achieving higher things. Like, in your head, once you achieve something, there's always something higher that you can work towards. Just because that, that endless road to achievement is endless. Like, you, you know, you're never going to feel satisfied because there's just this chase for something better and something to make yourself look, um, so much more competent or intelligent or whatever. Um, and if you do get burnt out, learn to accept help and, and support from your loved ones and your friends and people that you talk to. Are you learning that, girl? Okay, I wrote this down, and I was like, I, I need to do this. So that's why I'm, that's why I'm putting it on here. Like, you need to learn. I haven't learned yet. Life I don't even think process. I've taken the first lesson in it, the first course, but... I have to tell you what happened to me on Thursday. Okay. Or, yeah, but after this, because it's, it's a lot. Anyways, uh, I would say doing the bare minimum is so fine. Like, th that's fine. That's fine. Especially in a job where it's... What is it called when you, like, it's not hourly? Uh, Salary? No. Stipend? Stipend. We get a stipend. No matter if I do the bare minimum or I'm the hardest working person you've ever met, I'm getting the same amount of money. If you need to take a step back to do the bare minimum, that is fine. That is a-okay. Yeah, and I think it's really important to, like, put yourself first. Uh, I feel like sometimes in life you can get so used to helping people. And, like, giving yourself, that makes it sound bad, but, like, giving yourself or your services or your help to other people that you forget to take care of yourself first. And that takes a lot out of you. I know it's cheesy, but people say you can't pour from an empty cup. And oh, I mean, God. I, <laughs> we hear it so much, but I think it's, I, I think it's true. I fear I, it might I mean, be. Yeah. Uh, Actually, false. I've been pouring from an empty cup for months, and I'm fine. 
Oh, my goodness. I'm kidding. We're I can confirm to... she is not fine. We're going to go to the therapy. <laughs> my mom this. listens to this. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Anyways, uh, work is important. Making your money is important. Staying in your bag is important. But your <laughs> What health, did you say? Staying in your bag is important. Staying in your bag? Where have you been? Bag like money? Yes, money bag. Staying in your money. Yes. That makes no sense. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Getting your bag is important. But what's more important is your health. So Period. take care of yourself. Put yourself first. I agree so hard with that statement, right? Please just say heavy, girl. <laughs> heavy! <laughs> um, working all day every day is just not the norm. And I feel like in our society, there's just like this hustler attitude. Like you gotta have all these side hustles. You gotta be doing like six different things. You gotta be making money. You gotta constantly be working or you're just a lazy scumbag. Um, Scumbag. That's rude. She's going in. Well, no, I'm saying that this is like, that's what society wants us to believe about ourselves. I just truly don't believe that as humans, we're created to experience the amount of pressure and stress that we do. Um, Like we're always just in school. I mean, we're in school for like how many years? 25. I mean, it's a lot of years. I don't know if it's as many as 25, but... 25. Well, okay. I'm not doing well. Oh, right. That's on me. <laughs> but we go to, like, I mean, kindergarten through 8th grade, and then, like, 9 through 12th, and then... That's four 13. Years of, okay. And then, so, and then four years of college, normally. Mm-hmm. 19 if you want a master's. 21. Wait, how long is a PhD thing? A PhD, I think, is like two years, but a master's is usually two as well. Yeah, I'm withdrawing from everything. So almost two decades in school, depending on like how high in education you want to go. Yeah. That's crazy, because we're doing work almost all day, every day. And then like during the summers, what are students doing? They're working. And then after you finish all your like PhD, master's, etc., you're going straight to work. I don't want to work today. I don't like this. (laughs) We don't spend enough time... Just, like, living in the moment. And I talk about that later. But I told Ray that the other day. You have to be spontaneous. I am so happy with my life because I am spontaneous. You know what I did today? What? I went to Franklin. Why? Because the Sonic down the street didn't have pretzel twists. Period. But that, well, anyways. Love that for you. That's good for you. Sorry, but your feet are in my way. So I would just suggest that people find hobbies and activities that they can do because they love them, not because you have to feed your need to achieve and everything. Like mm-hmm. painting. No, don't go competitive, competitively paint. Just like cool. paint because it makes you happy and you want to decorate your room or something, you know? You don't have to be yeah. amazing at it. You don't have to, like, it. you know. I sometimes set standards for myself in, like, diary like my diary one time i was like this is not a good diary i'm throwing it out who cares the only person that's reading it is me like just do things that make you happy and don't think about what other people think about it don't think about what you're achieving by doing it just let yourself live period are you saying i have to stop competitively painting on the weekends yes girl okay (laughs) okay (laughs) darn (laughs) Darn it (laughs) so i think the last tip that we have is lean on your team Lean on your friends, lean on your superiors, you know, bosses, supervisors, whatever you have. Let them take on some of your responsibility. Delegate. You can't handle everything. You're literally just human. Also, take a day off. You do not have to work extra hard or achieve the most to earn the, air quote, right to take care of yourself. Call in sick. Sick as a dog. I don't I'm care. I'm calling in sick this Thursday. Me too. Mm-hmm. I'm violently Actually, ill. It's, it's on the calendar. Yeah, I am. So, like... Take take time for yourself. Period. Please. I'm begging you. Anyways, any more tips, Taryn? I don't think so. Okay. 
Outro time. You get so excited <laughs> for this, and that is so new. Uh, so I chose this week's episode, but I... Because he is greedy. Because yes, he because is I greedy. am greedy. I actually kind of took this from Carly, but that's on me. I'm a very type A person, if you haven't noticed yet. I didn't do the outline quick enough, and he said, I'll do it. <laughs> I fix the topic. She, okay, you seem stressed. I was trying to be a good friend. Well, when, you, well, when you chose that. the theme of this episode and y'all told me about it, I was like, oh, that's why they pulled me on here, because they want to talk about, like, epic burnout, and I definitely have epic burnout symptoms, so I was like, ooh, yeah. maybe I need to do, we're I need, actually, to, need to take care of myself. We're actually taking Taryn to therapy after this. Yes. Yay! At, field trip. At 10 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, when you are preparing to make the big leap from your teenage years to your young adult years, you are often prepared for many different scenarios that come with living in the quote-unquote real world. But there are some things that you simply aren't prepared for, and I believe that burnout is one of those things. While sometimes burnout is unavoidable, I feel like there are some steps that you can take to help yourself and to help others. Do either of you have anything else to add? I think it's important to give yourself grace and time to live in the moment instead of always preparing for the future. Like, there's this uphill grind that we always, we're just always fighting. And we mm-hmm. just want to, like, continue to prepare for the future. Like, once I do this, I'm going to do this. Once I'm going to do this, once I do this. And once I graduate, I'm going to go on and go to a, you know, start another degree or whatever. And then i got to go to work. And then i got to save for a house. I just think that that is very exhausting. And it's, you got to give yourself moments to just live in the moment. I agree. I agree, too. And that is why I choose to lead my life with constant and I mean constant, spontaneous decisions. And I've seen constant. It, it keeps me young. If I want to do something, I'm going to do it. Forget class, school, responsibilities. I don't care. If I want to do something, I'm doing it. Period. And would you say that you're an impulsive person? <laughs> Violently. Perfect. Violently. I was having a conversation with someone. 30 minutes later, I'm in a tattoo shop getting a lighthouse tattooed on my body. Did I need that? Did I have money for that? Mm-mm. No. But it looks great. I was there, too. Exactly. Yeah, Taryn got the tattoo with us. I think I said that last week. Yeah. Um, or, like, in the creek. I fell twice. Why am I going to stand back up and try to keep walking? I'm already soaking wet. I'm just going to swim. Full body in the creek. I, I don't want care. those pictures from the creek so bad. Me too. Where has Rachel been? I don't know. Anyways, sorry. Um, anyways, special thanks to Taryn for joining us. That was pretty swag. Um, girl, they cannot see what you're doing. I forgot as soon as I did that little <laughs> yeah. hand under chin motion. Right. And obviously to our families and friends for always supporting us. Also, I don't do this nearly enough, but I'm going to thank Ray right now so everybody can hear it. I was definitely going through it this week. Not only did he pick up on that, but he took over making the outline so I did not have to worry about it. And I appreciate that. Thank you. So, Thanks, friend. would you recant what you said several episodes ago when we were talking about feelings? When you were like, Ray doesn't pick up on anything. Do you remember that episode, Taryn? <laughs> I do, actually. Taryn remembers it. Okay, no, you don't pick <laughs> up on anything in the moment. At all. You can be sitting in a room and I could be like, Ray, I am so violently depressed. And you'd be like, yeah, you're just so happy this week. <laughs> like, you, in the moment, you're not picking up anything. Okay, well, thank you for your thanks. I appreciate it. Anytime. And, uh... Well, that wraps up our 10th episode of the podcast, and we know what happens after episode 10. I'm getting a tattoo. Yes, she is. She swore. I don't know what I'm getting this tattoo, so. Oh, yeah. We'll let y'all know. Yeah. But to think that we've been doing this for 10 weeks straight is so crazy. I've never committed to anything like this in my life. It is so exciting, and I'm glad I get the chance to talk to people every week. We get the chance. 
No, we talk to each other. <laughs> we do. <laughs> we do talk to each other. As always, we want to just take the time to thank you for listening to our podcast. A special thanks to our friends and family for their constant and continuous support. Thank you, Taryn. And even more special thanks to Taryn for her yes, insight sir. and her time. Oh, it is always huh? so fun to bring a guest onto the podcast. Thank you for being here. Your hands are sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, and as always, be safe, be smart, and take care of yourself. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.